Have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I recently saw a health video he made and I was surprised. He's in his 80s and still seems to have his energy and health. He says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife made the same change and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and she has energy all day. Many of us do not include the fruits, vegetables, and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. You can watch it by going to mymorningkick.com forward slash Harris. It may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's mymorningkick.com forward slash Harris. Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris, and today I have with me director Judd Saul, who's done a number of films, Enemies Within. Uh, You did a film on the IRS, I know, Judd, and now you're doing Enemies Within the Church, which is now also a conference called Stand Against Marxism, and I'm going to have you just talk about some of those things. So thank you for joining me, Judd. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, sir. It's always a pleasure. All right, let's talk about this conference first. I think most of my listeners probably have heard about the film, and we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, this Stand Against Marxism in October, what is it, the 10th and 11th, I think? No, uh, no, 18th and 19th. 18th and 19th, I'm glad we clarified that. So the 18th and 19th, I should know, right? I'm coming to- Right, uh, right you're coming, you better get the right week. That's right, and, and I'm important because I'm gonna be making the coffee, making copies for people and carrying their bags, which I'm you know, honored uh, to do for all these great speakers. <laughs> Every conference needs a good gopher. That's right. That's right. So, um, so uh, October 18th and 19th, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, what's going to happen there? What's going to happen is you're going to uh, witness and be part of a lot of very high caliber speakers that are experts in various fields dealing with the topic of our film enemies within the church. Uh, We have, political experts, people that have dedicated their lives to researching the left, how Marxism works, who's associated with those movements. Uh, And then we're also bringing people in to speak from a theological standpoint of how this affects Christendom and how this needs to be, how this needs to be defeated. Um, We have Catholics, we have Charismatics, we have Lutherans, we have Reformed Baptists, and we have some Presbyterians coming. So it's a cross section we are all going to put a truce to our differences for now to all come together and fight this movement of cultural Marxism that is infecting our churches, but not just our churches that is infecting our culture. So on Friday night, we have Steve Dace, uh, who's going to be our keynote Friday night. And he's really going to address uh, how cultural Marxism has affect the culture and really dive into that topic. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, our keynote speaker is Janet Mefford, uh, who you might have heard on AFA Radio or Bot Radio Network, and she's been a watchdog on this from a radio perspective and kind of uh, helped to help break stories as to what's going on. And she's going to share some of her experiences uh, in Christian radio and the pushback that she has been getting by trying to raise awareness on this. And I think uh, collectively, between all the groups that are there, we all have something to learn from one another, but all of us are coming together and uniting. We are uniting against Marxism, and we're saying enough is enough. We're going to put a stop to this. Right. 
And so we invite any camp. We have people coming together that really don't like each other, but they're all coming to the same conference to join together in unity to say, we're going to stop Marxism. Now, there was an article that just went up on enemies within the church.com. Uh, you gave me the information for this particular one, and I yes. put it on my website, and then we populated it onto Enemies Within the Church website. Uh, but, you know, there's a few uh, different articles you had sent me, and I just kind of strung them together. And, and they're about the Methodists, the Wesleyans, and the Lutherans. And since Resolution 9 in the Southern Baptist Convention, I think a lot of the conversation about the social justice movement in Christendom has been about Southern Baptists, because they're the largest Christian right. denomination. Uh, but th some surprising things are happening in other denominations, and they're the same talking points. Some, uh, sometimes the same organizations like Kern Family Foundation funding things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and these denominations that disagree with one another on different doctrinal issues seem to agree on this one thing. And so I'm going to give you a few examples real quick. I know you know this, but for our, our audience, um, in August, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America passed a measure declaring their entire denomination a sanctuary church for migrants. Uh, Chris Borger, the ELCA's secretary, stated, as a white church, we say the right words. We, the majority population of this church, need to do more than talk. That's the Evangelical Lutheran Church. Yep. Uh, the, this is one of the more surprising ones. In July, the month before, uh, Shenandoah University, affiliated with the United Methodist Church, hired a Muslim to serve as chaplain and Muslim community coordinator. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have words for that. I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, so th th there's a number of things happening and we could, you know, there's more examples of that if you go to the article uh, in the Methodist and Wesleyan camp, but uh, we are talking about a movement, a political movement and a theological movement that has tentacles within all sorts of denominations, including, and, and I will say this just, you know, I'm not putting words in the mouth of anyone who's organizing the conference or the enemies within the church specifically, but as a, I, I, I'm more of a uh, reformed uh, Christian. Um, I, I would see Roman Catholics as not as a different religion, but I know that this movement is affecting them just as much as it's affecting me in the Baptist church that I attend. Correct. And so, um, I, I think of this more because I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, uh, why there's so many divergent uh, views represented and temperaments. And, and I don't know everyone who's coming necessarily. I, I, I know some of them and they seem, some of the ones that I do know, seem top notch, but, um, but there's people that are coming that I, even I disagree with. And what I've said is I think about this more from the beginning I, I, as a CPAC kind of thing. Like this isn't Shepherd's Conference, which I go to most years no. or uh, like G3 or T4G. This is more of a political conference. And of course, there's a theological component because right. this has a theological component to it. Intersectionality is a religion, but this is uh, more than that. Uh, this is a, a political movement. And, um, and so this is kind of like going to a CPAC conference. Is that a fair assessment? That is a very fair assessment. Um, but the, the thing we are, oh, how do I phrase this? If this movement, if the cultural Marxist movement succeeds at doing what it wants to do, none of us will be able to have theological conversations later. Um, we know right now on social media is a prime example that people's pages are being taken down for what they believe, for certain speech. They're banning books on Amazon. 
that are uh, for, you know, gay conversion therapy books. Uh, the censorship is starting to happen on a massive scale. And there's no, and you've got to be completely naive to think it, that it can't happen in your circle, in your, in, in, in your denomination. And the people that are coming to this conference realize this. We can have our battles later. We can have our theological differences later and, and, and uh, you know, share, you know, and, and, and battle these out. But the fact of the matter is if this movement takes root and it takes hold and it succeeds, we won't oh. be able to talk about this stuff because we're going to be censored. I, I understand. This is why unity is so important, John. This is why unity is so important because those guys, the left, are united. They're a united front. They're working with Islam. Obviously, you just saw in the case of the Wesleyan University. They're right. working with Islam to advance their cause. They're doing anything they can to destroy Judeo-Christian values in Western civilization. And if we don't set aside our petty differences, or he said something about me, bad about me two years ago, this person said this, if we don't set those aside and fight this now, we are, divi we, we are divided, and that unified Marxist group will conquer us. Yeah, it, it's a scary thought to think about. Um, what I've always come back to as far as hope goes is that the Lord Jesus Christ said he would preserve his church, the gates of hell wouldn't prevail, and I know there's a remnant that's always going to be there. And I know yes. for me, the unity is going to be in the gospel. So I recognize even going to an event like this where there might be people, um, and I don't think there's many of them. I think there, there's a few that might be uh, that, that don't have quite the same gospel that I have, which is, would be a false gospel but they recognize right. the threat of neo-Marxism, I can have an element of agreement with them and we can share resources. But I know for you and me, because I know you're a Southern Baptist, you're a Christian evangelical. I know um, Carrie Gordon is as well. For us, you know, we see an opportunity here to share the true gospel, which I'm going yes. to endeavor to do if, if, uh, as I'm carrying everyone's coffee, right? We, um, we, we want to share that, contrast it with this false gospel of yes. intersectionality and social justice and, uh, yes. and get that message out there as much as possible. And I know that's your heart. That's my heart. And we can learn from those who don't see things our way. But we, we are going to, in the movie, I think, right, as well, share yes. the gospel. Yeah, the gospel will be shared. And if people have question about what we as a team believe, we have put out a statement of faith that they can always go back and check out. Um, right. And the gospel will be shared. The real true gospel will be shared with everybody in the film. And this is a call both politically and theologically for the church to get back to the Bible and get back to the scriptures. But it's also a call for the nation to get back to its Judeo-Christian principles. You cannot separate the, politi the political side from the theological side because they are this. Okay. If we don't fix the theological side, we can't fix the political side. Mm. All right? And as Pastor Gordon has said, uh, why is politics so important? It's because politics kills. There, is, there will be a remnant church. We know, we know Christ wins in the end. However, I as a Christian cannot sit back and watch my fellow brothers and sisters get led astray and, and, and let a false gospel, which is the Marxist social gospel, be promoted in our churches. Okay? Because it's, it's anti-biblical. It is pure anti-biblical. And we have to take a stand and fight against that as well. Agreed. Yeah. So well, I'm excited to come out and uh, get a nice tenderloin in Iowa. I have never experienced that. 
Um, but also, <laughs> on the serious note that you just struck, That's very important. It, that is part of it. Yeah, and 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 of course, secondary to that, you know, sharing the no, no, of course, primarily sharing the gospel, um, sh- learning from other people, um, getting a pork tenderloin, and uh, what can others who are thinking about coming expect when they come? What what are they going to get out of this that will benefit them, uh, either in their churches or if they're coming from a conservative political background? Uh, in their, you know, community. What you're going to get out of this is a, is a knowledge uh, of, of hearing different uh, people perspective and expertise on the subject. And you are going to walk out with a lot of knowledge in this subject, but you're also going to be able to walk out in how to address these situations in your churches and, and in other organizations where you're finding cultural Marxism we are going to help you learn to fight this and you're going to come out with this from getting all, like I said, getting all these perspectives, you're going to walk out of this emboldened to stand for truth and how to argue the truth. Give me some names. Who uh, is coming that you would say is an expert that is going to help explain some things. I know you, you don't have the whole guest list, but give me there, a few. There, kind of there's, this, there's this one guy, John Harris, <laughs> who's going to be there. That's going to give a lot of great insight. No, oh, gosh. Uh, Besides John Harris, uh, no, it's uh, um, uh, we have um, Trevor Loudon, who's working with us on the film as well, is going to give uh, a very good overview of how of, of how this movement spreads, uh, who's in this movement, what their goals are. Now, you're not going to find a better expert on communism, Marxism, than Trevor Loudon. He's the smartest man on this on the planet. Um, you're going to get uh, Bishop E.W. Jackson, uh, who is a, uh, a black pastor uh, from Virginia, and he's fighting this movement. And you're going to get his perspective on this. Very, very great guy. Uh, you're going to hear uh, uh, Pastor Kerry Gordon. Uh, he'll be talking a little bit about pietism, uh, some antinomianism uh, in his topic. And you're going to learn how our church got here, how we got here uh, as a civilization, and how our church started to begin to accept these soft uh, ideologies and, and uh, we're going to learn how social justice is starting to fill a void uh, in the church. Uh, we have, um, we have JD Hall from pulpit and pen, who is a, uh, believe it or not, is willing to come to the same conference with uh, charismatic and uh, JD Hall is, uh, has done invaluable research uh, that, Everyone that you guys talk to or everyone that you guys listen to has taken his research and used it. And he's going to talk about his experience. We have Michael Hitchborn, who is uh, our Catholic watchdog. He's a, he's a Catholic, but this man is one of the smartest men as far as what has happened to the Catholic Church and how the Marxists have infiltrated the Catholic Church and what they've been doing. So you're going to get that perspective. So I'm saying is you're going to get a whole cross-section, both political, not political, and, and you're going to walk away with this very, very strong with, more, with a better understanding of this than you've ever had before. And, of course, Steve Deese and Janet Medford. Uh, yeah, Steve the, Deese, uh, Janet Medford, yeah. uh, our keynotes, and, um, uh, and we have a few others uh, coming out to speak. And, and it's, it's a full listing. Uh, you're going to get a better powerhouse anywhere else than this conference regarding the subject. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the other names that I know will pop up probably in the next few weeks for speakers. And uh, so um, 
as far as uh, laymen who come out who want to go back to their church, their community, um, they're going to be inspired based on what you're saying. They're going to be hopefully refreshed when they meet others who um, maybe have the same struggles. Uh, one, one of the things, Judd, I'm just going to go on a rabbit trail that, that uh, I, want, I, want, I want to add something here real quick. Okay, go for it. This conference is also saying not only unity that we're joining together, but it's also I'm, I'm talking to you, that person that's in a church that feels marginalized, that know this is happening to them, and you don't know where to go or who to talk to. This is also your conference because you're going to meet brothers and sisters like yourself from all over the country that are going to be at our conference. And this is a chance to also network, meet together, pray together, and and build up a essentially build up a support group for those that are being marginalized. Yeah, I was going to go on that same kind of vein yeah. in the rabbit trail. We had gone out to uh, Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina, yes. right where Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary is, uh, what, a few months ago. And uh, you, myself, and uh, Bill Roach did a talk there. And um, one of the things that I noticed was just people talking afterward, uh, you know, people from different churches, but similar experiences. And that's powerful. And I know some of these guys who came to that conference have uh, formed relationships with one another, have gone out to dinner, um, <clears throat> shared uh, resources with e each other and encouragement. And we're hoping to do that on a bigger scale, I think, at this conference. Uh, that's what it sounds like you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. If you feel alone in your church, I mean, I felt alone for a long time uh, at seminary. I thought, is there anyone else who sees things the way that I do? Is Am I crazy for you know, thinking there's a problem with talking about uh, all the things we were talking about at the seminary at the time. And, right. um, and, and I find out, no, I, I wasn't, there are people. Uh, and, and part of that was, uh, when I met you in January at the G3 conference and, uh, we went to the, um, social justice and the gospel, uh, pre-conference and I just looked in a room and thought there's more than just me. And I think yeah. that's powerful. That really put a fire under me to say, you know, I can talk about this. Uh, and we want, we want laymen to be able to talk to their leaders, their pastors, their elders. Uh, we want uh, pastors uh, and elders to be um, inspired and, and ready for, for this kind of battle. Uh, and, uh, and of course, I know whatever I talk about, whatever you have me doing, um, if it's not just getting coffee, if you actually let me approach the stage at some point during uh, these events, I know I'm going to want to share uh, the true gospel and, and just, you know, make a, a rousing plea as much as possible to being, um, having your allegiance in Christ and, yes. and our identity in him and, yes. and the church and not in these other identity markers that have become so primary, uh, race and, and class and gender and orientation and, and, and all the rest of it. So, um, the, the, anyway, the beauty, the beauty of the gospel is that we are all united under Christ. Once we, once we pledge, not pledge, once we, once we acknowledge that Jesus is our Savior, once we submit it all to him, once we are Christians, we are all united under the banner of Christ. There is no separate identity within Christianity. We're all Christians. We're all united in Christ. And that is the beauty of the gospel. And let's talk, let's just say this, the, the, the very root of this Marxist ideology that's infiltrating our churches blows that up and mm. it separates and it divides people. It doesn't unite people under Christ. It separates them. And 
that is also what we're going to call for for unity is unity under Christ. Mm. And the gospel will be presented. I know, John, uh, if we allow you to speak, which we intend to, um, we know that the gospel will be shared properly and done very, very well. So uh, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, if, if you're done talking about the conference, uh, yeah. how's the movie going? <laughs> how's uh, interviews, research, all of that? Have you come up with anything you want to share here? Uh, we- uh, uh, so uh, we've attained we've obtained funding for a special research project, which is now underway, which is already starting to bear fruit, um, uh, and it will be groundbreaking for the film. I can't get into details what it is because this is some serious digging we're doing here. Um, so that has happened. Funding has come through for that, which is amazing. We're still raising funds to go through our next uh, uh, phase of filming. Uh, we still need $150,000 to finish the film. And, um, but the longer, it's, it's all God's timing, but I can tell you right now, as soon as we raise the rest of our funds, we are 90 days out from releasing the film. We have everything ready to go. The, our research is going to be wrapped up uh, soon within the next month. And guys, when people see this film, beyond a shadow of a doubt, all of our, everything we're saying, everything that we're going after is going to be 100% proven and cannot be refuted. Hmm. That's important. And everyone involved who's been a part of advancing cultural Marxism has been part of this social justice movement. They're going to have to answer for what they've done. And we call, we will call all them to repentance or be removed from their positions. One of the things I'm grateful for, uh, for you, Judd, and for Pastor Gordon, is that, you know, this movie and, and even the conference, this could have been put on by any conservative political activist, if you think about it. You could have, you know, an atheist even who uh, sees the merits of the free market and so forth and, and likes the Constitution could have created a conference and invited even people from within churches to come and just seen it purely politically. Um, which I, and I know that's that we're doing a political conference, um, uh, but, but, but this isn't that because you and Pastor Gordon are actually Christians. Right. And so you're inviting everyone around who knows there's a political thing going on and you are doing more than just addressing the political concern, but you're addressing, you're going straight to the heart of the matter and you're going to call for, as you just said, right. repentance. Uh, for people that have done something that is wicked and evil before a holy and, and, and just God. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm thankful that you guys are at the helm of this, even though I know there's, there's members on the boat who, uh, who may differ on, on different things. Uh, to have someone steering it who recognizes the heart of the issue, I think, is really important. Um, right. I'm sure that this is going to be discussed probably at CPAC and all the conservative political conferences um, as as the social justice movement gets going more. And um, and I think you were the one that told me already, I think President Trump's approval rating has dropped among evangelicals, uh, if right. I'm not mistaken, right? By 10% or something by like 10, that? By, by 10%. That is, uh, that's the poll that has come out. And like I said, you got to be naive to think that this movement isn't political. It's both political and theological, but it wants to destroy, it wants to destroy us politically, but also wants to destroy theologically and, and yeah so Trump's approval rating is down this movement has has already taken effect and it's bearing fruits and unfortunately 
those of us on the conservative side have not stood up to fight it. We have people in the conservative political movement that don't want to acknowledge this and pretend that this doesn't exist and it's not a big deal. But yeah. John, you and I both know people personally who've contacted us that churches are splitting up and falling yeah, apart because all the of time. And people are being chastised and lectured if they vote conservative by their pastors and by people in their church that have joined into this movement. And like I said, this is not just a political thing. This is also theological, but uh, yeah. we are in a tough spot. We are. Yeah. And I'll point everyone also to the article that we put out there yesterday. Um, I keep saying we, but it, you know, I've, I've worked with you on so many things. I just grouped myself in there, but on the enemies within the church website uh, from James Riddle, who was a um, recent D min grad at Southeastern where I went. And, uh, and he, I thought made a, an excellent point that some of this language that's being utilized now is uh, vague to conservatives. It kind of goes over our heads or one ear out the other, but to the left, it's a clarion call. They understand exactly what you're saying when you talk about human flourishing or, uh, you know, uh, regulated capital capitalism right. um, or white privilege. They, they get that. They know what that means. And, right. uh, and so it's almost like, you know, the liberals always accuse us of dog whistles, but it's, I think, um, I think actual liberals are, are projecting, they're doing, they're accusing us of what they do, which is sending dog whistles. And, uh, and, and I think that's part of the confusion that we see out there in the churches is conservatives don't know what's going on. They just think, can't we just get back to the way Christianity used to be? I don't understand what all these new words and these new things that, that are being added to the church are. The, and we're going to educate. The, the, left, the left are masters at manipulating language. And I, and, and I can't stress this enough. They redefine words. Okay. So the definition of a word that you grew up with, I'll just use the word tolerance, for example, because that's an easy one. Now, 30 years ago, the definition of tolerance means completely something different than what it means today. But to somebody who's older and another, another generation, if you use the word tolerance, they still think tolerance means tolerance, meaning you can do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. And I won't kill you for doing what you're going to do. Right. Essentially, that's a rough version of what tolerance is. Now the word tolerance means that we have to approve and accept what the other person is doing and congratulate them for what they're doing. Hmm. Even if we're in complete disagreement to it, we still have to congratulate them and compliment them on doing what they're doing. The, that's just an easy word to target, but they have yeah. changed the definition of words. And if seriously, I dare you to try it, find a word in a new brand new dictionary of 2019 and look at its definition and take some of those same words and look at what the definitions were 30 years ago. They're different. Mm -hmm. Well, racism is one of those words. I've, I've looked racism. What racism is one of those words. So I'm saying is, so if they're using a term, you have an understanding of what that means versus somebody who has been newly indoctrinated and brought into the system, understand that to be something completely different yeah. than you do. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, so we're going to try to make somewhat of uh, an, a Rosetta Stone, I guess, uh, at the conference for yes. understanding what these new words and what these new terms are. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm glad you're doing it. I know there's other guys now. Since, since you guys have started, uh, and you guys were pretty early, it was the last year, I think, when you first made the uh, sort of a preliminary trailer. Yeah. What, what month was it? Was it like the fall? Was it October? Do you remember? Uh, first pre preliminary trailer happened last year, uh, last, last, uh, February. It was in the, it was in the winter time last February when we did our first initial push and trailer. 
Oh, really? Okay. So we're talking uh, 2018, February then. 2018, February. Yeah. Wow. So you've been, okay. It's absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, so this was before a lot, a lot of the developments we've seen. I mean, could, could you have predicted within a year and a half how things would would have progressed? I mean, it's amazing that's, how fast. That's, that's the shocking part. Um, I figured, I honestly figured that things would advance to where they are now. That it would, that would have taken about five years. And it's taken a year and a half. It's taken a year and a half. The Southern Baptist Convention. Has, so let's let's yeah. let, let's just let's just use this for an example, okay? Gospel Coalition, a year year and a half ago, would not have put out an article that says Jesus had uh, um, uh, transsexual identity desires or temptations. Okay, the Gospel Coalition would have never said anything close to that. But they just did about a uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that article. It was shocking. Okay. And then they doubled down on it. <laughs> and, and then and then they doubled down and defended it. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I would have I would have said maybe five years they would get that bold. But it's only been a year and a half. And the problem is, and and what they're doing is, is they will they will shove something is so absurd and obscene out there to see what kind of pushback they get, and then they'll pull back a little bit to see what kind of pushback they get. And then they might back down a little bit and then wait for another period in time. And then they'll push something absurd again. All right. But guess what? They didn't get nearly the fight back that they thought they were going to get on it. So things are going to get worse coming out of the gospel coalition because they're, they're, we aren't fighting. We're not calling for their heads like we should be. Yeah. It, it, so it's fascinating. And I wanted to just bring that up to say since that time, since a year and a half ago, there have been more efforts uh, popping up. It's, I'm not saying that you, you know, where your project is credited with that, but, um, yeah. in every sense, but you were kind of early on sounding the alarm. And now I know, uh, founders ministries, mm -hmm. Southern Baptist convention is doing a, more of a theological, uh, conference yes. and movie on, on what's happening specifically in the SBC, which is, I mean, it's different than the project you're doing. Uh, yeah. but, but it's, it's, it's got a similar goal. Um, and, uh, I'm sure, I mean, I, I haven't paid attention uh, in detail, but I'm sure there's other projects and people noticing out there that are trying to now respond. And, uh, and you guys were early. So uh, yeah. congratulations on that. And uh, <laughs> well, well, the, 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 the thing is, is, is uh, we welcome as a project, like I said, we're about unity. We welcome anybody that wants to fight this and anybody that's going out there that's, that, that's putting their neck on the line to fight this. I say, God bless them. And I say, brother, go fight. Amen. And we are behind their efforts and we pray for their success. So this is not my project versus anyone else's. We need to be working together and I cannot stress that enough. And that goes to all factions because they are united front. Right now we're divided and we need to unite against it. All right. Well, with that said, where can people go? We haven't really plugged this, I guess. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. So they want tickets to the conference or they want to support the movie. Standagainstmarxism.com is our conference. Standagainstmarxism.com is our conference website. Go in, register, get your tickets, uh, book your travels now. It's uh, you know October 18th and 19th. We want to see you there. Um, if you can't make it to the conference, but you want to support our efforts, go to www.enemieswithinthechurch.com, enemieswithinthechurch.com, and donate to our film. 
Now, we need $150,000, and I'm going to go on John's show, and I hope you have a big audience, all right? But really, if I had 150 people to donate $1,000 each, we would be funded, and we'd have a film out in 90 days. That's 150 people to donate $1,000. Or 300 at 500, right? Or 300 at 500, you know, uh, 1,500 people at 100. But we need... We need the funds to complete this. And the big donors, the big people, they they just rather stay out of the fight, it seems like. But we're asking for big donors. If you feel uh, convicted and you feel uh, led by the spirit to donate to this project, I encourage you to do it. We yeah. need all the help we can get. And like I said, we need to be working together. Yeah, I'm encouraging folks to pray as well. Uh, that, you know, the, the devil likes to attack those who are... Uh, who are on the front lines at the very point at which the battle is raging the most. And so um, if you could just pray, I think for, for Judd and pastor Kerry Gordon personally, that uh, they would be, um, be kept safe from that. And uh, that, that there would be unity in this. There's a lot of different ministries, a lot of uh, different temperaments, different denominations that Judd yes. is, is working with, as he just stated. And, um, and, and one of, I'm just going to say this. So one of the things I had told you, I had said to you, I said, some, some different temperaments and ministries, they don't mix well. It's like very uh, uh, unstable chemicals and you have to, you know, you have to keep, keep certain uh, chemicals in, in certain flasks that you can't, you know, mix them. But Joe, you, you're, you're trying to mix some and, uh, and you need, you know, all the help you can get in prayer so that things don't blow up in your face. And so far, um, you know, it sounds like, uh, you've got a, a good lineup, uh, for the most part, and, uh, you're going to be getting more people to come out and I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of, uh, unity and, and what kind of message, uh, people take away from that. I, I want to, I just want to say this. If, if, if you guys only knew what it's like trying to get all these people together to come together in the same room, <laughs> you guys wouldn't believe what we've had to do, but the, but glory be to God that all these people are willing to come in and humble themselves to, to join together uh, in a sign of unity to fight this. So, so that is of God. It can only be of God. That's that I give him the credit for that. So, uh, so God is great. Uh, but we do need to keep you in, uh, we do need you to keep us in your prayers because we have been going through a lot of things. Satan is attacking any way he can. What can go wrong will go wrong, and that's happened to us. So we just ask, keep us, just pray for protection over us, and also pray for protection over John. John has also uh, stepped out. He has shown the courage to blow the whistle on a lot of things. He needs your prayers as well. Don't just pray for Judd and Carrie, but also pray for John. Pray for the whole team in this movement, people. Mm. And add this to your prayer list because this is important. Yeah. And I'm just going to add one final thing. Uh, and for those who come, uh, you know, I'm going to be there. I know a number of other Christians who, who more are evangelistically minded are going to be there. And uh, you know, some, some of those who come are not going to be Christians. They're going to be perhaps conservative activists. They're going to be concerned about Marxism because that's what we're yeah. making this for. That's what this is about. But yeah. um, because so, because <laughs> you guys are Christians and because so many of, those who are coming are um, pray for their salvation, pray for salvation, even of speakers who come that understand this threat of Marxism, but they don't know Jesus. And, and we want them to know Jesus. So. Yep. Amen. All right.
Well, on that note, uh, thank you, Judd. I appreciate you uh, filling folks in. And uh, I, I've just had this thought come to my mind. Um, but if you are listening to this, and if you want to go to the Enemies Within the Church um, uh, conference, which is called Stand Against Marxism, and you get a ticket, so you go to standagainstmarxism.com, you get a ticket, you screenshot that or download it as a PDF, whatever, you can send it to me uh, to prove that you, you got a ticket. My email address, I'm putting this out there, is jonathanharris1989 at gmail.com. Send that to me, and what I will do is I'm going to send you a t-shirt and you've seen 80 Robles. <laughs> Judd, do you have one of these? I think I sent one to you. I'm not wearing it. I, 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 didn't, okay. I didn't think I had time. I should have worn it for this. Yeah. Next, time, next time I'll wear it, I promise. Well, we'll, 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 make, sure, <laughs> we'll make sure that you get a t-shirt. I'm not wearing it either. Uh, but you can go back. You can see 80 Robles videos. You can see I wore it, I think, like two or three videos back. It's a, it's a lime green. And it <laughs> says, it, it's the Gospel Coalition emblem, but it's got a hammer and a sickle instead of a C. And it says the Social Gospel Coalition. And at first, you know, I was nervous to even put that out there a little bit. I was like, oh, this is just, it's kind of a joke. And I actually, people don't even know why I made it yet. I haven't even like, I haven't given the reason. There's a reason I actually made it. And it was for a little spoof thing I was going to make. But it caught on when AD Robles wore it. <laughs> and it's, it's, people are just emailing me like, I want one of those shirts. So if you want one of those shirts, all you have to do is either become a Patreon supporter of mine or get a ticket to stand against Marxism, prove that you got a ticket and I'll make sure you get one. Uh, so there you go, Judd. That's my Thank contribution. You. And and I'll say this, if anybody donates to our film, double the match and give, give uh, match what you give to us and give some to John as well. Okay. All right, Judd. <laughs> All right. I appreciate Thank it. You. God bless. Have a good one. Bye Thanks. Now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.